Hopefully you caught it in the gospel reading. There was Jesus. And as he prayed, he changed. And his clothes became dazzling white. Said Another gospel says, whiter than anyone could clean them, bleach them. It's like when you're uh, sleeping in a dark room, <clears throat> excuse me, and somebody comes in and turns on the light. That's, that's what it's like. So I had to do that because uh, I can't make up anything better than I put the green stole on and didn't look before I got out. So that's why I disappeared during the last hymn. Because I'm supposed to look like Jesus in his white clothing today. Uh, and then I, standing up there, I went, uh-oh, you didn't. So that's, that's the story, though. There's Jesus on the mountain and, and blinding it, and they get just a glimpse And yet that glimpse carries them on for a long time. There is uh, a picture on my, it's my desktop picture. By the way, that is uh, one of the sites where they think the transfiguration happened. And so, uh, there it is up there. There's a picture on my computer desktop, and it's one that I took this past summer. And it was from a trip that Amy and I got to take together. And... Every time I log in or, you know, clear off the other items on my desktop, I I get a glimpse of it. And this picture is, uh, we got to go kayaking on a river with uh, mountains, kind of a canyon with mountains on both sides. And so I carefully, you know, took my phone out of the waterproof container I had it in. Don't move, right? And carefully took a few pictures of both of us since it's a picture of, of our bright red kayaks in the deep, on the deep blue water with the gray uh, jagged rocks of the mountains with these green trees. On. Just, and every time I look at it, I go, ah, remember that. And then there's been some time since then where we've had busy weeks or busy months and we've looked at each other and said, man, we don't feel like we've had much, too much time together. Ah, remember when? Hey, remember, remember that time, that vacation? Remember that Look at the picture. Remember the time that we had together? Oh, yes, yes. And that memory in some ways sustains us, even though that was a couple hours we spent together. I hope you have faith experiences like that. Faith experiences work that way, don't they? When we have an experience of God in, in some way, even though it might have happened in a moment, that moment can last a long time and, and can bless us far beyond it. So I want you to hear today that it's okay to enjoy Jesus on top of the mountain, the Mount of Transfiguration. Enjoy Jesus on the mountain, but he is every bit with you in the valley and in the mundane plains of life. Enjoy him on the mountain, but Jesus is every bit as with you in the valley and in the plain. So we're going to get into a bit of this Transfiguration story from Luke chapter 9. And the story goes this way. Only three people see this, and yet here we have it in all the Gospels, where Jesus takes Peter, James, and John on a hike. He says, we're going up to the top. And it says, Luke tells us, eight days after is when this happened. Well, eight days after what? what, what what's going on? So you have to dig back further in Luke 9. And what is eight days before? Well, Jesus says some difficult stuff. Jesus predicts that he will suffer, be killed, and rise again. 
And he does this a lot, and the disciples don't get it. But then he goes on to say, if anyone wants to follow me, they will take up their cross, deny themselves, follow me. Whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses it for my sake will save it. And then eight days after that, that's when he takes Peter, James, and John up on the mountain to pray. And Jesus prays throughout the night while it says the disciples sleep. Sound familiar? Later, before Jesus is arrested and killed in Gethsemane, Jesus prays at night while the other disciples sleep. And while Jesus is praying, it says while he is praying, his whole appearance then changes. And Jesus changes from a green stool to a white. No, I'm just kidding. That was me. (laughs) While he's praying, his whole appearance changes, and then for an instant, his true glory is shown, and his face shines, his clothes are bright, says, as lightning. And we're not dwelling on this, but I think it's a marvelous point that it says while praying, Jesus is transformed before them makes me wonder, if you and I want to be transformed into something beautiful and godly, praying's a pretty good start. And then Moses and Elijah appear, representing the whole Old Testament, the law, the prophets. They're saying, no, it's, it's not about Moses saying, it's not about me. Elijah's saying, it's really not about me. It's about Jesus. And it says they're talking about Jesus' exodus, which he's about to fulfill in Jerusalem. So Moses' exodus saves the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, and Jesus' exodus is going to save you and me from our rebellion against God and reunite you with God forever. And then it says Peter is groggy, waking up, kind of coming out of this, and mumbles some silly things that they'll you know, probably make fun of him later for. And then this cloud of glory, the glory of God covers all of them, and then the voice of God booms. For the only the second time, two times, does heaven, the voice of God from heaven, speak at Jesus' baptism and here. And he says the same thing. This is my son. Listen to him. And then just as quickly as this all happened and amazing as it is, gone. And I say, wait, what? Did that just happen? James, John, did, did you see that? that? That was amazing. Jesus, wait, what? What? What happened, Jesus? You, you, look, you look normal. You got crumbs on your robe again. What, what happened? And then when morning came, it says Jesus led them down the mountain. And yet with every step, they knew they were in the presence of greatness. They just still quite, weren't quite sure what that all meant. And then when they get to the bottom, there's the crowds again. They're waiting. All the needs, all, all the disciples people in pain, and Jesus meets their needs too. So he gets right to the bottom, and then a father comes right up to him and says, my, my son is possessed by a demon. Please help. And Jesus does. But he's also on a journey to Jerusalem. So Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration, and he begins what you would call his final descent all the way down to the cross. Luke tells us, From here on, he says, Jesus has set his face towards Jerusalem. Enjoy the mountain with Jesus, but know that he is just as present in the valley and in the plain. How often has your life been like the disciples on the mountain? Just as soon as you have a mountaintop experience, poof, it's gone. 
In one moment you say, God, this is amazing. God, you really do love me. It makes sense. I understand your love, your word, your grace, your, your death, your resurrection. I want this to last for... Wait, wait, what, where'd it go? Isn't that it often feels like sometimes? Just as you have an amazing experience of faith and then poof, it's all gone and you say, wait, did that really happen? And God, did, do you really care? Mountaintops are great. Enjoy them with Jesus. Remember them. Let them sustain you. But know that Jesus is just as present in the valley and in the plain because that's where everyday life is lived. And we have a Savior who is God incarnate. That's what the incarnation means, that God comes to be with us now. You see, whatever you and I hope in and trust in, day to day, minute to minute, meal to meal, it must be strong enough to handle everyday life. Whatever you and I are putting our faith and our hope in on a daily moment basis, whatever we're giving our hearts to, it must be strong enough to handle the laundry. Do you believe in a God that joins you there? Witnessing the birth of your child, that's one thing, and you can say, wow, that's amazing. But what about four or eight weeks later, when they keep you up most of the night, and there's not enough coffee in Michigan to make the next morning feel okay? Or your wedding day, you say, wow, we have the pictures, it's amazing. What about years later, when nothing seems to go well between you two, and you're wondering if your marriage is worth it? Is whatever you trust in big enough and present enough to join you there? Or is your Jesus big enough and present enough to do the dishes with you? Like Brother Lawrence who wrote, practicing the presence of God. That's what his job was and that's what he found a way to be with God and know that God is with him as he did the dishes. Is whatever you trust in strong enough to be found in the mundane plains of everyday life or even in the darkest valley like a cross? Well, Jesus is. Jesus goes from this mountain to another mountain. That's what he's predicted. That's what he's saying. That's what he's going to do. It's what he's getting ready for. Jesus stands in all of his glory on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then what looks like hanging in shame is actually standing on another mountain in all of his glory. It looks like shame, but that's Jesus' glory too because his true glory was to come and save you and me. His true glory, radiant and bright, is shown by dying as a criminal to forgive your sins and to restore you back to God and to heal a broken world. Many religions can sell you a momentary feel-good experience, but Jesus comes near all the time. On the boring Tuesday afternoons, or in your darkest despair, in your sin, in your failure, in your loneliness, in your unemployment, in your bankruptcy, in your hospital room, in just getting the mail, or standing in a long line at the grocery store. Jesus is just as much with you here in worship today as he is tomorrow morning when you dread going back to school or work. Jesus is just as much with you now as he is when it's Thursday and you're just trying to make it through another week 
And it feels like a chore just to grab something from the freezer and put it into the oven for dinner. Jesus is just as much with you on the mountain as he is in the valley or in the plain. Enjoy the mountain with Jesus, but know that he is just as present in the valley and in the plain. And the peace of God which surpasses our understanding will guard your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.